The boy is eating. The boy is your drinking. name. Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee of us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. And so today we're going to play a little game. This is a common game in the U.S. It usually involves drinking, but because we're Coffee with Gringos, we'll just be drinking coffee today. So it's called Never Have I Ever. It's a game where you usually play five, ten fingers, depending on how long you want the game to last. And it usually gets pretty sexual, but we're going to keep it PG today. So never have I ever. The rules are pretty simple. Basically, you have five to ten fingers up in the air, and you say something you haven't done. If someone has done that, they have to put a finger down, and usually they have to drink. But today, you won't be drinking, unfortunately. So to start, never have I ever flown first class. Ian? Oh, I got a finger down. I have, Drink up. yeah, drinking up. Yeah, so I have flown first class one time. Now I have to say I got really lucky because I didn't pay for a first class ticket because I'm not willing to spend the money for that. But what happened was I was taking a, a little trip with some friends to Mexico. And when we got on the plane, I went all the way back to my economy seat and there was a girl sitting there in my seat. And so I said, uh, hi, you know, I think you're in my seat. And she said, yeah, I know. Uh, sorry I took your seat, but my friends are sitting right here next to me in, in your seat. And I'd rather fly with them on the flight than where I'm sitting. And she said, it just so happens I'm sitting first class. So she said, is it okay if I sit here in your seat and you can have my first class ticket? Uh, no shit, of course it's fine. So I gladly accepted and I went up to first class and it was really funny, a really funny experience because I clearly didn't belong there and it was my first time. So I made the mistake of when the, when the flight attendant came by and she asked me what I wanted for lunch off the menu, I asked her, do I have to pay for this? And she said, no, you're in first class, you're fine. No worries, no worries. So it was really funny. I clearly didn't belong there. And, and even the girl sitting next to me kind of gave me a look like, mm, yeah, this guy's experiencing his first time in first class. So yeah, I got to feel rich for a day. It was nice. But I hope you get that kind of luck someday soon. Or if we make it really big with this podcast, then you can take the money and buy your own jet or you can That's fly first class, there. right? Yeah. Okay, my turn. Let's think here. Never have I ever gone bungee jumping. What about you? I have actually gone bungee jumping. It was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> when I lived in South Africa, there is this spot that was like the tallest bungee jump in the world off a bridge. And so me and my sister were doing this road trip. We were going from coast to coast and we were like, let's do it. Like we've never gone bungee jumping. It was just kind of a once in a lifetime experience. We were in the area. It was the world's largest 
So we decided to sign up and my sister didn't really have a choice because I was doing it and she was with me, so she had to. But she was like having second thoughts when we were like filling out all the waivers of like <laughs> being able to die and it's our <laughs> oh, responsibility. <no. laughs> and like everyone's kind of nerve nervous because, you know, bungee jumping is pretty scary. And this guy goes around and he has this marker and he just writes numbers on everyone's hands, but doesn't say why. So we're all like, oh, this is kind of weird. So there's like a group maybe of like 20 of us. We gather, we're gonna go walk to the bridge. And he's like, okay, like those numbers is the, is the order that you're gonna jump in and it's random. So he like picks the number out of the hat and I got second and I was like, oh, second, I don't wanna go second. It's like, you wanna like see more people survive <laughs> before you go. <laughs> but I was like, I'm brave, I can do this. And one of the scariest parts was because it was a bridge, you had to walk to the middle of it in like the walk was this like great so you could just see the way down so you're just kind of like walking towards your death like seeing the ground and the rocks and everything below you and i'm like i can't believe i have to go second and they, they go up and the guy that goes first the instructor's like okay like it's pretty simple you just have to like put your arms out and just dive superman style and jump the only thing is, is you have to jump head first. He's like, do not jump feet first because if you do, the rope will like recoil and you'll like get like a really bad whiplash. So I was like, okay, like do not jump feet first. Only thing I have to remember. And so the guy goes first, we're like chatting, just the two of us. And he goes up and he jumps feet first. And I was like, oh my God, this is the only thing the instructor said. I'm like, did he die? Like, is he gonna be okay? And, she, and the instructor's like, okay, next, like you go. And I was like, can I get like a update on that guy first? Because <laughs> cause you basically told us we die if we jump feet first and he just did that. And so like, he was like, no, 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 like let's go. Like a lot of people waiting and I like go up and I like asked the instructor, I was like, can you push me? Cause I don't want to jump head first by myself. <laughs> and he politely declined. So I just sucked it up and like jumped and like closed my eyes. And then once you were going down, it was pretty exhilarating. You just felt like you were flying. And then you almost touch the water, but then you recoil back and it's just like beautiful because you're in this like like ravine and it's so pretty and you couldn't feel, I don't think there's a drug in the world that could make you feel this naturally high. It was like an amazing, an amazing feeling, but it's very terrifying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can understand why like extreme athletes, you know, they're, they're like chasing that adrenaline rush you're describing, you know. You put your body in these like death-defying experiences and it causes that rush. At any point, did you feel, you said you get close to the water, at any point did you feel like you might actually hit it? Or did you feel like, uh, I don't know, I'll, I won't hit it, I'll just bounce back up? It honestly is so quick. I never felt like, like I was going to hit it, but obviously like your mind is like in like survival mode, so like you're, you're obviously terrified. But when you, so you like get really close and then you recoil back. But when you are like bouncing, you like hit the water. So you do kind of hit the water, but you're not going at full velocity. 
like you were the first time. So it's kind of almost refreshing and cool. But it is, I would say, the scariest thing I've ever done in my life, but the most amazing feeling afterwards. So I would recommend doing it if you have the chance. I'll have to get around to it for sure. And just a quick reminder, if you are interested in taking private classes with Dynamic English, go ahead and check out our website at dynamicenglish.cl and there you can sign up for private classes in your apartment, in your house, in your office. You can even now take classes online. Sitting on your couch, you can log on and practice English. Very easy. So if you're interested, check us out also on social media through Facebook or Instagram. Okay, next one. So, Ian, um, hmm. never have I ever in my whole life eaten any exotic foods. Okay, good one. Well, another finger down for me here. I've traveled a lot around. I mean, you have too, but uh, I've gone to some places where the food at least is defined as exotic in terms for a gringo like us. <laughs> A little bit different than peanut butter and jelly sandwich right so some things like we've you know bugs in Asia or you know a one that really sticks out in my mind is when I ate it's called Cuyel Horno which is like a baked guinea pig when I was in Peru so my friends and I we split this um, guinea pig it's probably almost two feet it's pretty big but what's interesting is in Peru, it's almost considered a delicacy. So for us, we were, you know, it looks like a big rat, to be honest. So <laughs> we were kind of laughing, looking at it. We ate it and it was all right. It wasn't the best thing I've ever had. But the table next to us, there was a, a Peruvian family that they were just eating it like it was going out of style. Like it was the last guinea pig in the kitchen. They were like sucking the brains out of the head and yeah, like eating every, yeah eating the eyes eating like every single part i saw the mom like sucking on the head of oh. the of the guinea pig which is too much for me what did it taste like it tastes like kind of gamey to be honest it's kind of hard to describe how it tastes because i've never eaten anything like it before but it definitely didn't have like your normal chicken or beef kind of taste it definitely tasted like some kind of animal so I'd recommend trying it just for the sake of trying it, but it's not something that I would eat regularly and enjoy. So yeah, that one was uh, exotic to say the least. Yeah, I'm pretty grossed out of the image of the mom eating the brains and eyes. Ugh. Yeah, pretty gross, but teach their own, I guess. Well, for us in the US, a guinea pig is a pet. It's something that you would never put on the table to eat. I remember when I was in Peru, I saw it on the menu but I, I didn't order it i'm kind of a picky eater so guinea pig isn't in my in my diet <laughs> <laughs> it's not in your taste palette really yeah I gotcha. yeah but yeah. i i respect people who do try the the local delicacies sure, just yeah. maybe not the brains yeah brains is maybe a little bit too much but yeah okay let's see here now it's my turn never have i ever run a marathon that's cheating you know that i ran in college yeah i know i know that was an easy out so so Paige, we i know you've suffered through a marathon so how about you uh describe that a little bit more for us i actually have a an interesting story from my first marathon so i i technically have only run one marathon 
but I've trained for two. So right out of college, like I said, I wanted to run a marathon. And so my teammates and I, we all signed up for the Nashville Marathon. So I'm pretty competitive, so I was like, I put in a lot of training and I wanted to qualify for Boston because I'm from Boston. It's one of the most prestigious marathons worldwide. So I was like, I've always wanted to qualify. And so I trained a lot, but I was working this crazy schedule, not sleeping, working too much. And my friends all bailed on running the marathon and decided to run the half marathon. But I'm very competitive. I was like, no, I'm going to still do it. And so I'm from Boston and trained all winter. And so in Nashville, it was really, really hot on marathon day. And so I'm running the marathon. I'm at a good pace to qualify for Boston. I'm doing really well. And then at mile, like maybe like 15, I'm like feeling pretty hot. Like just the weather is really, really getting to me. And I'm like still running. And then all of a sudden, like I wake up and I'm like in the medical tent. So at mile 17, I got heat stroke and like passed out on the course. Oh my God. Yeah. And so like I woke up and my temperature was like 110, like something like they were like really, really high. And so like they like put me in an ice bath and like to drop my temperature. But then they like did it too extreme where I got too low. So they had to like rush me to the emergency room and I had to stay my whole weekend in Nashville in the hospital. Holy shit. That's crazy. That was my first marathon. So good memories. Yeah, you just (laughs) killed you just killed any remaining motivation I had to run a marathon. (laughs) But but that's why it was tough. Like I knew I had to run another one because I was like, I didn't even finish. I got to mile 17. So I was like, I have to do another one. But then I'm like, shit, I don't want to like pass out again and not um and go to the hospital yeah it's so intense I, I successfully what two three years ago ran chicago qualified for boston and finished so there you go you redeemed yourself yeah. redeemed yourself that's cool good good not so expensive this time well great so that was fun we could be playing this all day long and think of more never have I ever. So you listeners at home, find a friend and play yourself, okay? If you get lost, check out that audio guide and transcript online. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just wanna learn more, go to our website, at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.